Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Stop and consider the lesson that we learned from the book of uh, John chapter 8, where Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes and the individuals there, you are of your father, the devil. And they said, uh, you know, we've never been born of sin. You know, the devil is not our father. And Jesus tells them, the father is your devil because, you know, you go about seeking to kill me. He's a murderer from the beginning. And uh, you do his works. And, you know, they couldn't accept that. They said, we have never been servants of sin. We've never been slaves to sin. Now, the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans in chapter 6, in verse 14, he goes on to say, sin shall not have dominion over you. Or in other words, we shall not be dominated or be slaves of sin. But yet, there is the temptation in the life of the believer. Uh, a non-Christian is already overtaken and overwhelmed by a spirit of fear. And that spirit of fear manifests itself in so many different ways. But when it comes to temptation... We don't stop and think how much influence the fear uh, or, or the work of the spirit of fear in the life of a believer has actually affected. Anything from the past to the present that has been dramatic in our lives and has allowed uh, a spirit of fear to begin to work in our lives brings us under a certain influence and affects our life, affects our thinking, affects our way of being servants unto God, and we become servants unto another. When Jesus talked about you can't serve two masters at the same time, he was talking about money and God himself. But at the same time, we cannot serve fear, and we cannot serve faith. In other words, it's either one or the other. And the more we become influenced by fear in our lives, the more it paralyzes and the more it makes us slaves to itself. Now, let's look at how we can apply this and learn from it, especially when it comes to the temptation where many Christians want to throw in the towel and give up. They no longer want to follow the Lord. It could be fear because of what other people say, uh, it could be fear uh, because of what's taking place in the world and, you know, they, they just don't want to have to deal with it. It could be fear because they don't want to have to deal with having obedient and, 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 and uh, following the will of God for their lives. Wh whatever the case may be, they may have a thousand excuses, but ultimately the majority of those excuses go back to the root cause of fear. They're afraid that their friends will leave them. They're afraid that they just simply will not be able to make it. And yet, they've not made the effort or tried yet, and they want to give up. So the temptation comes. But then there are also those that provide the temptation. Those that are involved directly in affecting a 
person's life, especially when it comes to the decisions that he or she has to make in serving the Lord. So to do this, we're going to look at the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and then Second uh, Peter, it says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. This part is the part that is left out because people are fearful. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So we can overcome. Let's look at the book of Second uh, Peter. We're going to read it in just a regular old King James. And we're going to look at some parallel comparisons to really extract and bring out uh, what is happening. It says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. <clears throat> so God knows how to put a stop to us being overcome or defeated, overburdened, overtaken, run over by the temptations. The temptations especially that involve fear. He knows how to take care of us. It says in verse number 10, But cheaply them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise governments, presumptuous they are, self-willed, and are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now, when we stop and consider this, that there are people that will absolutely go in the wrong direction. They will follow the wrong direction. They will speak great swelling words of vanity. They will allure people through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. Now, here is the clencher. Verse 19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, notice of whom, and not just to what, is overcome, the same is he brought into bondage. Now let's look at this a little bit clearer so it makes a little bit more sense to us. In another translation, it says <clears throat> that they actually, they are, they, they, they themselves are actually slaves of corruption because by whatever anyone is overcome, he is also held in bondage. Or we can read another translation, and this one says, saying that they will be free 
while they themselves are the servants of destruction. Because whatever gets the better of a man makes him a servant of him. So whatever overcomes you will make you a servant of that thing. That's why the Pharisees had told Jesus, we're not servants of sins, but Jesus understood exactly what they were under the control of. He understood it. Here's another translation. They promised them freedom while they themselves are slaves to depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. Notice who is the master. We may call Jesus master, but yet we may be under the influence and the control of fear. We're afraid to obey God to the fullest extent because we're, we're afraid that it's going to take us to, to a place that we don't want to go. It's going to take a well, while. That means, you know, I'm going to have to separate my life and I'm going to have to walk holier now and I can't hang out with my friends. I can't do the things I used to do. And I'm not going to have anybody and I'm just going to have to hang around and I'm going to be alone. And, and all kinds of bombardments on the mental level begin to take place. And an individual all of a sudden backs down, slows down shuts down, or gives up completely instead of having pushed forward and tried to gain ground on the behalf of the kingdom of God. It says in the CEV, it says, they promise freedom to everyone, but they are merely slaves of filthy living because people are slaves of whatever controls them. What habits control your thinking and your life? Stop and consider that. The habit that you're always in a rush, rush, you never have time for God. Because I'm going to be late for work. Get up earlier. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, Give yourself the time. Find out how to be able to do it. They become slaves to whatever controls them. Stop and think of what controls your thinking of spending time studying and reading your Bible, which is one thing totally separate from time spending and learning from the living word himself in times of worship and thanksgiving and praise in times of coming before his holy presence and just spending time there knowing him. What stops you? Is it the fear of while nothing will happen? Is it the fear of while it's just going to be a waste of time, I have other things to do? Stop and consider what is controlling you. Because whatever controls you makes you a slave. Now you say, well, wait a minute, hold back. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a slave to nobody. Really? Stop and consider what it says in Romans in chapter 6. It says, whomever we yield to, the members of our body, our life, our hands, our mouth, our eyes, our ears, our tongue, do we yield them to gossip, 
Do we yield them to backbiting, fighting, eating and tearing down others? Or do we yield them to edifying and building up? See, to whatever we yield, we become a servant of, a slave of. So think of it this way. But they are merely slaves of filthy living because people are slaves of whatever controls them. And if fear is controlling your life of your future, things haven't happened yet, but fear is telling you, well, what if this, what if this, what if this, and you're controlled by that, then you are a servant, you are a slave to fear. Let's look at another translation. It says, promising them liberty while they themselves are slaves of corruption. What corrupts our mind and our thinking. For by whom a man is subdued, by him is he also brought into slavery. Notice, that means something or someone is conquering us instead of us being overcomers and conquerors and we become slaves to that thing. Here's another translation. Promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom anyone has been defeated, by this one also he has been enslaved. Now, I cannot say it any clearer than what the scripture is saying. That whatever controls our mind and our thinking and our body ultimately makes us a slave. And sad to say, too many people become fearful of coming to God, of serving God, of believing God, of doing His will and what He requires of us. Because of fear, no matter how small, no matter how tiny, we become enslaved. A doorway is open. Someone, uh, something happened to them when they were very, 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 very young. Maybe a dog bit them or something like that. All of a sudden, that fear has gripped their heart. And all their life long, they are afraid of dogs. Or some other animal. Or maybe they had a dramatic effect. You know, they almost drowned in the bathtub and they're afraid to go near water. They won't go swimming. They won't learn how to swim. They won't go near a river or in the ocean because of fear of something that happened. The, the, that, that spirit had an opportunity and an opening to put its place in that person's life. And now it controls them. They can be 40, 50 years old, and that may have happened when they were 10, and it still controls them. We have to overcome this, and it is overcome. And we will learn how to overcome because perfect love casts out fear. Fear has torment in it. It really does torment the life of an individual. But tomorrow we'll continue looking at some more of... Uh, these uh, scriptures in the different translations. and But I will leave off with one more. These false teachers promise those people freedom, but they themselves are not free. They are slaves to a mind that has been ruined by sin. 
Yes, people are slaves to anything that controls them. Is it the spirit of God controlling your life? Or is it the spirit of fear? Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord, the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.